Like this, but I ain't never ever think it'd be a day like this. Nah, not now, not ever. And now until forever, you would never need another. Mama tell me it'd be days like this, but I ain't never ever think it'd be a day like this. Nah, not now, not ever. And now until forever, you yeah. would never need another. Sorry, hip-hop, it took me so long to get on But so long that I'm on, it is on I'm rapping for the scholars and the hustlers Meanwhile, show mama I ain't dropped off for nothing I swear these dollars gonna add up And I ain't shallow, material things suppress bad luck That's why I shine like I does It's pain in my eyes, but these East Saints blind you to look Bind it between carrying the flag for an area that drag Whoever tried to gravitate G told me it's a city full of crabs I'm feeling like a platter at Phillips when I rap As much as I wanted to be minuscule The fact is they'd only be happy with a menstrual actor Sorry, Mr. Charlie won't tap dance And f*** the radio for telling me to snap jam I'm just expecting the spectators respect here My net is from jet setters to cab fans Hip-hop's unbalanced, has got out of hand Ain't have to see some, I'm already scared I've been called the earth, parent the goddess Not DC, this whole genre And I ain't in it for them O's or the commas But more or less the hope for dope to prosper Mama tell me yes, it'd be days like sir. this But I ain't never ever think it'd be a day like this Nah, not now, not ever And now until forever, you would never need another Mama tell me it'd be days like this But I ain't never ever think it'd be a day like this Nah, not now, not ever And now until forever, you would never need another The future's now Halito Records dedication for making better music is now Don't Locked out, four-year rap drought It's raining now and somehow the fugitives out I would invest in a poncho Cause I ain't finna poncho like last joke Nah, I'ma go into my arm sore I go into my 40 millionth encore Hip-hop's dead, yeah, that's what Nas said to me I guess that's hip-hop heads on salary We vegetables on the record labels Who's next to release? We'll get a team of Bragging, but everybody stagnant, everybody broke except the go on the track. Mama, why you throw away my drums? A hundred for a deal, they made a hundred on the song. Now I'm a hundred miles far, I'm feeling Chris Childs. You looking like Kobe Bryant, y'all. It's slowly at the top, so I waited, but ain't nobody take it. Now I'm playing solitaire pacing, crucifix pieces, necklace with Jesus. See me as blasphemous, but I don't need them. God give me strength, Allah give me patience. I am only a man and I don't know what to think. Mama told me it'd be days like this, but I ain't never ever think it'd be a day like this. Nah, not now, not ever. Forever, you would never need Mama tell me it'd be days like this, but I ain't never ever think it'd be a day like this. Nah, not now, not ever. And now it's 
The name of this program is Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome, and that was some music indicative of the region we're going to be speaking a little bit about tonight. Uh, first of all, I want to thank once again Ms. Erin Sands for joining us this evening. And coming up in a little while, we're going to be featuring licensed marriage and family therapist Ms. Nicole Ward, so stay tuned for that. But on the line right now, we have someone who has crossed the sacred sands of D.C. all the way back to California. She's a recent graduate, and she has focused her life and career in the direction of providing mental health services as well as in very interesting collaboration with her uh, passion for music and promotion. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome for the very first time to Psychotic Bump School, Miss Emily Wessel. Miss Wessel, are you there? I am here. Thank you so much for that kind introduction. So sweet. Oh, absolutely. We had to get it right for you. We were playing some uh, some hip-hop mix with some go-go, and uh, no one that. is better... <laughs> oh, my goodness. No one is more reflective of that than uh, Wale. Uh, he's one of our favorites mm-hmm. on this show for sure. And so there's a reason why we're playing that tonight. And I want to talk to you about what's happening in D.C. because I know it's still near and dear to your heart. But before we get into that, uh, congratulations, I should say. I guess that's <laughs> in order first and foremost. You have crossed the burning sands into this uh, career and field called mental health. And you've been doing it for a while. But uh, how would you describe your uh, practice and therapeutic approach to uh, mental health services? What does your services look like in your particular region? Um, well, I guess I crossed the sands to graduate, and I also crossed over to, to move to L.A. So um, that's certainly wow. changed my practice a little bit, you know, because it's a different culture here than what I'm used to working in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia. And we, we technically kind of call it the DMV because a lot of us live in Virginia, D.C., and Maryland, or, you know, all of those oh, wow. different parts. And it's such a closely related area that um, – Although I lived in D.C. proper, I was also, um, you know, I would also claim the DMV as the as the locale. And, um, you know, when I practice, my I've always felt very passionate about music and arts. I've been a dancer my whole life. I grew up in the rave scene in D.C. and Baltimore. And I've always been close to hip hop as a B-girl and, you know, just as a, as a dancer and a lover of music. And so naturally, many of my friends were you know, skaters or DJs or dancers, musicians. And um, so I've always just had a, a passion for that community because it's my community. And when I became That's a right. clinician, I didn't see any reason to change that. That's right. That's right. And isn't it something I feel the exact same way? You know, you can take the, <laughs> the man out of the region or the woman out of the region, but you cannot take the region out of the woman. Home is where the heart is. <laughs> and it seems like your heart and my heart is deeply rooted into this whole music thing. So is it, uh, what is it about that particular music and scene out there? I don't know very much about it except from hearsay, but it has a very, very distinct vibe out there. Can you describe that vibe out there and in what ways it taps into your most creative notions? What's it like out there to get into the scene out there musically? I think, you know, the DMV is, I mean, of course, we're known for go-go. That's sort of the, the local music that's that's made our, kind of given us our name and certainly has gotten a lot of press recently with um, the situation at the corner of Georgia Avenue by Howard University. But we also yeah. are known for funk, you know. I mean, it's really at all, I mean, go-go stems from funk music. And, and so um, just like any city that was big in the funk scene, D.C. Um, had its time. And, um, and we certainly migrated into hip-hop 
and things like that as well, just like most of the cities did. But I think just like the dance, there's music and dance that's regional, you know, to every urban space. And, and we have ours just like any other city. Yeah. Now, can you break that down a little bit further? The the corner of Florida and Georgia, those are state streets, but that's a particular corner uh, of uh, <laughs> local renown yeah. in the uh, the D.C. area. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What What oh, is that wow. uh, issue about? Can you tell us about that? They, yeah, it's like the current event is that um, the uh, the corner of Florida Avenue and Georgia Avenue, um, which Georgia also can be referred to as 7th Avenue, depending on where you are in the city, and um, that is the corner, um, well, it's known because that the Metro PCS store, which has changed um, its name over the years, it um, has always played go-go out of a speaker on that corner as long as I, since I was a kid in the 80s, when I first moved to the D.C. area, I've always remembered that corner having go-go music. Um, when I worked at the nightclub across the street and, and when I was working on U Street for years and going to shows at 930 Club or going to Howard Homecoming or, you know, anything I was doing down there, there always there was go-go music on that corner. So it just, it's just part of that, that corner. I mean, um, Howard Theater is right behind that complex. So Chuck Brown Way, where they get, you know they named the street after him. So there's a lot in that corridor. Um, not to mention the fact that the, the Howard University Hospital and how, you know it's all right there. I mean that is a very central place for for Black history and, and in the in the city. And um, I don't think anybody ever expected the go-go music to not be be played there. I mean, why would you? change it. It's always been there. It's, it's sort of celebratory. Um, to me, it was kind of like our own little tiny pocket in this very federal, very strict cityscape. It was our own little pocket of like New Orleans, like where we could just have our jam, you know, we could have our music. And right. um, whether that's whether you like go-go music or not, there was something very special about that corner being able to play what kind of, you know, felt like home. And to just have it turned off because corporate office told them to just seemed a little... Um, well, it created quite an uproar. <laughs> Let's just say there was, it there sure was a lot did. of people upset. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of people have attributed to gentrification, how people have moved into the area without really appreciating the uh, the, the cultural significance of what that music means to the people around there. Mm-hmm. I mean, go-go music, I mean, first of all, I guess we need to give it some context for the listeners here. Uh, mm-hmm. How would you describe go-go music, Emily? You, you've been there, you've lived there. How would you describe Google yeah. music to people who don't know? I mean, you know, there's different sort of definitions of it. I mean, I think, you know, Chuck Brown obviously had, you know, was probably the most famous person to have any go-go type of sound um, in his music. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, really it's a syncopated, you know, rhythm that's, you know, got a series of, of quarter and eighth notes. And it's just the way that it's played. It's, the percussion is just slightly different. It incorporates, um, you know, street drumming, um, different, all kinds of different sounds. Um, often, if you go to a show where go-go is being played live, it's either combined with funk, like with the group Trouble Funk or, you know, Junkyard Band. You'll see, like, funk musically trained people playing in the band, and you'll also mm-hmm. hear go-go. So it kind of, um, it really, it, it feels like a subgenre of funk music with a D.C. flavor, you know, and, and that's kind mm-hmm. of, I think, D.C.'s contribution to funk culture. and. Um, I'm originally from Dayton, Ohio. My mom, that's where she grew up. I, I spent my childhood oh my in D.C. God. My, my grandparents <laughs> are from Dayton. So I was rooted in funk 
my whole life. I mean, my mom raised me on funk music. Um, you know, Zapp and Rogers' place was right down the street from my grandmother's house. Absolutely. And, you know, that was just something that was in my life always. And then I'm becoming a B-girl dancing to funk music. And, you know, hip-hop was like later. Funk was always around. And so this is just DC's version of, you know, it's like it's style of funk music. Exactly. So Dayton, Ohio, I didn't know that. So let me, for listeners' sake, um, I, I'm assuming you're not of the African-American culture. Am I right? I am not. I am not. Nope. Actually, uh, I am. I'm just as white as they come. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I, I did my DNA, and there's some different results there. But you know, I mean, right? as far as as far as the generations go, you know, my family's actually my family from Dayton came to um, the U.S. in like the 1500s. So when I when I trace back my genealogy, we had been here for a really long time, and and they came to escape religious persecution in Europe, and there's a whole story there, and. They were Quakers wow. and didn't believe in slavery, so they moved to Ohio from Virginia and started a dairy farm and ultimately became oh part of the Underground Railroad. There's actually the, the, the family farm at the Butterworth Station is still in my family. It's, um, you know, it's a, a historic landmark for the Underground Railroad. It was a very famous state, station, and I have ancestors that were conductors. And so I was raised, um, like, with abolitionist roots, to say the least, and those were the relatives wow. that raised me in, you know, from Dayton. Um, so, so the funk music and the abolitionist movement kind of go hand in hand for me because I feel like it's this it's the conversation you know and and in many places you can't have that conversation so if you right. use music it's it's like a gentler way to have a difficult conversation and it's a form of expression when um you know when you're saying things that people don't want to hear and what's interesting about what happened on wow. the corner of Florida and Georgia Avenue is that the neighbor that complained about the go-go music was just uncomfortable because they didn't they aren't they aren't from that area they don't know that music right. and just it, it speaks to such a bigger picture of trying to stop something that makes us uncomfortable stopping a conversation and I think that's what the protest was really about it was of course about the music we want to hear our tracks you know but I think even right. more than that it was about you know don't quiet the person or the music or the expression of what people are experiencing just because it makes you uncomfortable to have a conversation right Oh, my God. You never know what you're going to get here on Psychotic Bum School. I did not know all of that about you, Emily. And um, I, I am just blown away right now. Dayton, Ohio, we've done a feature on Dayton on this show. A uh, good friend of the show, David Webb, has the Funk Music Hall of Fame in Dayton, Ohio. Well, I'm a big fan of his. There you go. And it's, there you go. There you go. Home of Zapp and Roger, like you said, Lakeside. Oh, my God. So mm -hmm. Faisal, all Bad. the acts that you know. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And then you, yeah. you you merge that with your love of D.C. music. You were talking about Chuck Brown. Mm -hmm. He is the uh, godfather of Go-Go. He was the one who took mm -hmm. it from where it was to the mainstream. He had that big hit called Bustin' Loose in 1978, mm -hmm. I believe. Uh, he 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 just took it to a whole nother level, and of course the tradition was continued with big hits and crossover hits such as uh, EU's "Debut" from the movie School Days, <laughs> just as one Indeed. point of reference. So there there's so much history there, and people don't realize how much Gogo has influenced uh, mainstream music, and its uh, influence and um, reach is, is is unlimited. I mean, experience unlimited, mm -hmm. literally. Because yeah. you just have to feel it and just have some rhythm and some soul, as you apparently do. So when you talk about the the changes in the community and what new elements bring to a, a culture that's already steeped in rich tradition, 
what what impact do you think that has on the locals that are there, and what does it say about uh, how people are handling the changes that are emerging right in front of them in the places that they call home? Uh, what's been your experience with that? Well, um, you know, this is kind of where I can feel the connection to my clinical practice, you know, as a clinical mental health counselor and as somebody who specializes in experiential therapy, um, meaning that I do psychodrama, I do breath work, I do, you know, things that that are tangible, things that, that the person can feel. I think once you find yourself and you find your truth, then you can have harder conversations, more difficult conversations, because they come from right. a place of conviction, you know? And, I, and so I think that, you know, what people are experiencing, not just in D.C., I mean, this is every, every city probably, you know, I, I guarantee you could talk to anybody in any city and they can tell you a story of gentrification. D.C. just happens to have record numbers of gentrification in the last 12 to 13 yeah. years, um, and yeah. it is our federal city, so it is kind of expected to set an example, which it has not always done a good job of, um, in my opinion. Right. And I think that people feel powerless when gentrification happens. You know, they the people that have power don't necessarily know how to, to use it to better, you know, the, the entire community, and the people that are powerless don't always know how to advocate for themselves and for the other vulnerable populations that are surrounding them. And as a clinician and as a white woman, I feel like obligated to learn how to teach people to empower themselves, to find their voice, um, to find themselves and to feel comfortable with what their truth is so that they can advocate for what they believe in. And gentrification is just, a, I think, one picture of what powerlessness can do in a community. Mm. Absolutely. Well, this is KCWG, thetruth.com. The name of this program is Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome, and we're listening to Emily Wessel. She is a, a psychotherapist, mental health counselor who specializes in all forms of uh, cross-pollinated uh, modalities. And uh, we're talking about music, soul, funk, and mental health, y'all. We're getting it all in with this segment tonight, y'all. <laughs> so what would that look like? What what what, what's an example of a particular approach to therapy that embodies sort of that psychodrama that you were talking about? You're you're a dancer, mm-hmm. you're a creative, and mm-hmm. uh, you just happen to be someone who's uh, well versed in mental health uh, uh, theories as well. So, what would that service really look like, and who would most benefit from that uh, service being provided? Well, I mean, so so I found my own voice through dance. That was my, that was my way. That's how I found my, my feet. And when I found my feet, I found my voice and by empowering, being empowered by music, by lyrics, by syncopated rhythms, percussion, um, really good dance teachers, really good dance coaches, um, that live in the DC area, you know, people that really helped me, um, be okay with my race and my beliefs not always aligning, people expecting me to feel a certain way. I think that all informed the kind of treatment that I provide to other people. And um, by doing experiential therapies, I mean, the, the two things that I specialize in are, are psychodrama and breathwork. And these are two very misunderstood modalities, but incredibly powerful experiential treatments. I think anybody can benefit from them, but certainly people that are dealing with trauma And I think if you live in any city that's got gentrification, you've got some kind of trauma because your surroundings are changing right before your eyes. And anytime you have a person that feels powerless in their community, in themselves, in their own body, whatever it is, then um, these trauma-informed therapies can really help them find their 
find their voice, find themselves again, and have conviction so that they can step into creative obligation as an artist or step into advocacy as a member of their community. Oftentimes, people are advocating for something, but they don't necessarily know where they land in that whole thing. So this helps people really integrate into who they are so that what they're doing can make a difference and they can feel good about it. Absolutely. So is there any distinction between being on the East Coast as opposed to the West Coast? Because now you're stationed on the West Coast, am I right? Mm-hmm. I am. I'm in uh, I'm in North Hollywood at the moment, and I've been practicing here. I provide groups and individual sessions in breathwork and in psychodrama all over the city, and I'm applying for my licensure with the California uh, Board of Behavioral Sciences, who, you know, take a long mm. time. <laughs> to, it does. Um, but I, I moved, it does. I moved to California. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I moved to California because it was more open-minded here when it came to the healing modalities that I felt were needed in the cities that I love on the East Coast. I wasn't going to be able to be taught or trained properly on the East Coast. It's yet to be determined if I'll return to the East Coast because I do like the sunshine, but Mm -hmm. my goal was to come here for training. I came here because there was very specific teachers. Um, You know, Breathwork for for Recovery is one of the organizations that I work with. I was trained by David Elliott. He's an amazing healer and teacher, not a clinician, but an amazing teacher in breathwork who's empowered me to you know, be able to teach other people healing and balance through pranayama breast practice. And and he's also mm-hmm. taught me how to integrate my own personal and professional skills into the work that I do with individuals and groups. So, you know, not shying away from the fact that I have a dance background and that I love funk music and, you know, that, that I have this abolitionist roots and like That's really right. just owning all of that and integrating that into all my practice. And and those are the kinds of teachers that I was seeking. And, and the other mentor that I've um, had the absolute um, pleasure of working with on the on the West Coast, although she is a New Yorker, um, her name is Jean Campbell, and she runs the Action Institute of California, and she teaches psychodrama. And as, a, as someone who's a dance teacher for many, many years, I know a good teacher when I see them, and I wanted that. And I couldn't find it in D.C. I couldn't find it on the East Coast. They were out here. So here's where I mm. found myself. How about that? Well, California is all the more rewarded for it. We hope you stay for a little while. And uh, I'm assuming you still have some uh, families in Ohio because you mentioned DMV. I had never heard that corridor referred to in that manner, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. And um, Mm -hmm. what I failed to mention at the top of the show, we had some tornadoes hit our country, and um, we had some casualties in Texas. And actually, Ohio Mm -hmm. and Virginia are now two of the three states that are now on tornado watch and the third state being South Carolina. So we definitely want to pray for the people in Ohio and Virginia, as well as South Carolina, including Mississippi and Texas and Louisiana. Um, Pray Mm -hmm. for them. There's a a lot of things going on in that part of the country right now. So, Ms. Wessel, you are incredible. Uh, We definitely have to have you back. Uh, What is the best Mm -hmm. way for people to keep in touch with you, follow your work, and uh, keep in touch with this amazing career that's unfolding for you? <laughs> um, well, I'm part of a, an artist collective called Jade Anvil Collective, and we have a website, jadeanvilcollective.com. We're on Facebook. Um, you know, we have a few releases out and music, and, and really, we're just a bunch of artists from D.C. who have shared values, and, um, you know, we do the best we can with putting our information out there. Um, I don't do a lot on social media because I'm busy working in the in the world. <laughs> so um, find me and just send me a message, and, and that's the best way to know what I'm up to. 
And you know what? That's how you and I met. It's just really as simple as that, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily Wessel is very accessible. You can tell she's down to earth. She knows what she's talking about. And best of all, she's down with the funk. So once again, oh, yeah. uh, continued success <laughs> to you, Miss Wessel. And thank you so very much for joining us tonight. And be sure to keep a spot on your calendar because we will be calling you again, okay? Oh, thank you so much for your time. Have a great night. Oh, you do the same. This is KCWG, thetruth.com. This program's called Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome. That was the amazing Emily Wessel. Check her out on social media and just send her a message, y'all.